0: So, parents, are you parenting a child who's quirky, maybe a little socially awkward? Well, let's consider today are they quirky or could it be autism? Today, we are diving into another episode of Thriving Special Families, and I'm your host, Crystal Sanford. I am your IEP advocate. I'm an autism parent, speech pathologist, a woman who wears many hats, uh, but here we offer insight, humor, and hope to your parenting journey. So we are going to dive into our topic, quirky or could it be autism? So parents, uh, if you are listening, we're so excited to have you here uh, joining us today. Always know that the information that is shared is for your informational purposes only. If you're in need of legal or medical advice, we do encourage you to contact a professional in that area. So again, let's dive in to this topic. Uh, We have uh, in the past on our podcast talked about autism and what what are the signs, what that looks like for toddlers. Um, But I decided that today we were going to dive into what that looks like for our school-age kiddos uh, who are in uh, preschool, moving on into, or really school-age at um, kinder and on, moving into uh, elementary and middle and high. So you are not alone. First of all, if you are an autism parent or think you might be, uh, because there are so many uh, people who have been successful who are continuing to be successful. You can even look at the entertainment industry with uh, Dan Aykroyd, Daryl Hannah. These are uh, two actors who have um, shared that they were identified with autism as young children. Um, we even have, uh, you know, the. Uh, billionaire, uh, Elon Musk, who also has uh, identified with autism. And so um, I'm sure that many of them, when they were younger, were seen as that quirky kid, that socially awkward kid. Um, And so we want to dive into really what does that look like uh, for autism for our school-age kiddos? So to define autism, you know, given that medical uh, model, uh, and this, again, was identified into the 1940s, but currently uh, autism spectrum disorder or ASD is a condition that impacts brain development with a wide range of symptoms, right? A wide range of uh, ways that it impacts the brain. And so that is why it is referred to as a spectrum. Um, But anyone on that spectrum uh, is identified because they have challenges that are characterized around the areas of social skills, repetitive behaviors, and then social, I'm sorry, speech, nonverbal communication. So those are some areas of need. Um, Typically seen and identified in kiddos starting at age two or three. I mean, some of the research now we're looking at is saying that as early as 12 months now, they're um, beginning to uh, get a better handle on if a kiddo is identifying um, characteristics of autism. So Is your kiddo just quirky mom or uh, or parent or caregiver, or could they be on the autism spectrum? So there must be, if a child uh, is uh, identified with autism, there must be some persistent deficits in social communication, as we said, and uh, social interaction. And it has to be in a multiple contexts. So does your kid struggle to engage in uh, social play? Do they perf- uh, with a peer? Are they more at that parallel play space? Um, are they very, very happy and prefer to be by themselves when it comes to you know comparison to interacting with their peers? Um, this is something that I saw. And again, I always talk about that I have a kiddo as well. Um, that I have the honor of parenting and early on, I'm saying preschool time, I could tell um, that, you know, some things were going on with her. She was the kid that would play with peers and just little by little, we would see her ease herself over to playing by herself. And it was just, it would never fail. Kids would invite her into play. She'd go in and play with them as a little one. But after, you know, a few minutes or so, she would always find herself in a, a space where she was, you know, playing by herself the way that she liked to play. So that was one of the things that we noticed uh, early on, but this can continue on into, uh, you know, elementary, early elementary and into, uh, you know, middle and high school as well, because there are some kiddos who are identified later uh, in life. And so, um, you know, preferring that um, restricted kind of a a social play, um, struggling with, Getting uh, the social cues and and interactions uh, in that regard. So um, they don't get maybe humor or jokes as easily as others. Um, They don't pick up on the cues that someone might be um, thinking something beyond what they can see on the person's face. Um, And so maybe someone might be trying to deceive them, but they don't really get that because on the outside, the person looks like they're friendly and nice, right? So that could be. Another uh, challenge, uh, and that is a, a challenge in that area as well. <clears throat> Interacting in, in bigger groups and being able to navigate conversations uh, successfully can be super hard. Um, being able to uh, introduce a new topic and not uh, continue on their own topic and show interest in someone else for uh, uh, a good amount of time, as you know, uh, would be uh, required in a conversation, that can be hard as well. Uh, Again, just being in a group with a lot of people can just be overwhelming. And that can be a piece of that is that sensory piece where it's just overwhelming with all the sounds and smells um, and things that go on with being around a lot of people. Um, But then just being able to navigate that socially and being able to move from one conversation, one uh, group into another and do that really effortlessly can be a challenge. Um, And if so, um, that is, again, uh, one of the hallmark challenges for individuals with autism. Um, the other ideas is those restrictive, repetitive, patterns of behavior or interest so uh, most individuals with autism will say that they have a thing that they're into right um you know and again autism is just a way that the brain works differently um, but for for many they have something that they're highly interested in um, and they specifically like to engage in and think about and do activities related to that thing so uh, for like for my daughter she enjoys swimming water play anything that involves water she's very interested interested in. She will often turn conversations to a, a space where she could talk about that um, because that is her thing um, that she is into. Um, often they'll ha- may have exceptional abilities in, in a specific area. Um, it could be, you know, a certain topic where they have just memorized so much information and they have just gathered so much information um, that uh, they are really experts uh, at this. And so, and I always say, if you have a kiddo that's got a, a skill or a thing that they're into, if schools can do a job of allowing them time throughout the day to be that expert, to to teach others about it, that can really help to build their self-esteem, their confidence, and that can help to uh, to be a, practice opportunity for those social uh, interactions. So um, a place where they can shine as uh, the expert is nice. Um, But having these exceptional areas, these uh, restricted uh, areas where they are so interested in um, can also uh, cause them to struggle with attention around learning new things and new concepts. So that's something to consider um, as well. It takes more effort for them to shift their thinking around those non-preferred topics. Um, And then those uh, repetitive behaviors, it could be that they, uh, you know, you might see this as they're a little bit older. Maybe you know spinning or tapping, or you know they like to you know uh, turn things in circles, or maybe they always uh, you know do a certain behavior and they and they do that regularly. You know, uh, you'll see in some of the younger uh, kiddos, you know, uh, moving their hands, uh, you know, almost like a a flapping of the hands, uh, you know, certain patterns where they always move their car a certain way and that kind of restricted, repetitive behavior. That is what, uh, again, is another hallmark identification with autism. Um, And if you're just joining us again, welcome to our episode today. Uh, I am here, your host, Crystal Sanford at Thriving Special Families, and we are talking about is our kiddo just quirky or is it autism? And we're learning a little bit more about how that presents for our school-age kiddos and, and older kiddos, because there are times when kids are underdiagnosed, misdiagnosed, uh, and they're not identified um, as truly being on the spectrum, which may really be the the root of their issues that they're dealing with. I've seen it happen many times as uh, you know, speech pathologist for years in public schools, as an advocate now with families. I've seen kids identified with ADHD, uh, when in reality, the challenge was found out to be autism as they uh, were assessed as they got a little bit older. Um, for some kiddos, it was uh, language impairment, but they ended up with an identification of autism. So you really looking at the whole child and looking at some of these hallmark uh, characteristics is what may help us in identifying, you know, if this is a a challenge for our kiddo. (coughs) And also know that our show is always sponsored by Sanford Autism Consulting. If you're in need of IEP help families, then we are here to provide that for you. Check out our website, SD like San Diego, autismhelp.com backslash resources. Again, that's Sanford Autism Consulting, S-D, autismhelp.com backslash resources. So we are diving into these uh, hallmark challenges of autism. We've talked about the social communication piece where, you know, peers and social groups navigating all that is hard. Making friendships, keeping friendships, not monopolizing conversations, all that can be a challenge. Some of those restrictive patterns of doing things certain ways all the time, getting really freaked out when things don't always go that way um, is also uh, something that is, uh, can be a challenge. Uh, having real need for structure and schedule and having struggle when that things veer from that preferring certain things all the time against some of these hallmark challenges. Um, And then also something that is noted with kiddos with autism is that there must be some manifestation of that in the early childhood. So you could have a kiddo that was identified with language delays or, or ADHD and whatnot. But if you look back as a parent, can you look back to when they were developing? Did they maybe miss some milestones? Were they a little bit slower in their fine motor skills? Cause that can always, uh, often be a challenge. Um, whereas there's some challenge with the gross motor for our, for our daughter, she had, d- uh, delays in walking, um, sitting up all those gross motor as well as fine motor challenges. Um, so if you look back at their early childhood, um, again, with our daughter, she had, however, hyperlexia. She had a high interest in sounds, letters, reading, all that came super easy, super hyperverbal, big vocabulary. So she had all those strengths, yet she had deficits in the motor areas, as well as some sensory sensitivities that we saw with her and then also uh, that preferring to play alone, that kind of stuff. So these were some of the things that we could point back and look at in her early childhood saying zero to five. So if you have a kiddo that is now, you know, five and over, um, and you're thinking, Hmm, maybe, um, you think about when they were kiddos, can you point, look back to any of those times, um, and see maybe some of these same characteristics were seen then maybe went un- unnoticed because maybe the kiddo was you know easy to manage or maybe you kind of attributed it to something else but potentially those were some early signs uh, of autism. <clears throat> so uh, moving on to some more things to consider and seeing if our kiddos are just quirky or possibly autistic, um, those sensory challenges. So, um, specific sounds and smells and tastes can be offensive, uh, to people, uh, who are autistic. Um, and I use that interchangeably because I've been told by people who are autistic that they are fine and, and prefer to be referred to as autistic. So if, if that, doesn't sound right, doesn't sit well with you. In my discussions with the autism community, uh, many of them are fine either way, but um, they're very fine being referred to as autistic. So I will be saying that interchangeably. so those sounds, those smells, those tastes uh can be uh really offensive. They can be uh very um disturbing. It could be certain textures of clothes or certain foods uh that are bothersome. You know, as a result, they may be have a they may have a restricted diet and what they are willing to eat because of the texture of the food. Uh, these are things also to look at as well. Um, also managing emotions can be challenging, right? So um, Because people who are autistic don't naturally get some of those nonverbal cues with people, with their environment, they are often kind of um, disturbed and kind of set off by things that happen in their world because they weren't prepared. Their brains just didn't prepare them for the fact that this was going to happen or that was going to happen because they didn't pick up on those subtle cues along the way. So They may have big reactions to to what might be small things to us um, is also another sign, uh, you know, really, uh, like we say, intense responses to things. And being really black and white, being very literal, really black and white, not being able to get like jokes, like I said, and humor um, and some of the other uh, nuances, uh, figurative language. Anything that's more abstract can be a real challenge uh, for our individuals with autism to figure out. So, again, these are some of the signs that maybe your kiddo is not just quirky, but maybe they're autistic. And guess what? There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with autism, with being autistic. We all are wired in a certain way. And for some of us, that just looks different. And, and for some of us, that's called autism. And for some of us, it's called something else. So, um, parents, if you're hearing some of these uh, hallmark challenges, some of these behaviors, you're, you're starting to think, wow, this could affect my kiddo. You know, I totally encourage you to, you know, one, reach out to your pediatrician. Um, That is an option. You can always request an evaluation using your insurance. You also have the right to ask for an evaluation through your school district at any time. That's a lot of the work that we do um, through Stanford Autism Consulting. You have the right to receive a free evaluation to see if your child meets criterion educationally for autism. Um, And then you can also, uh, which is different you can also request an evaluation through your insurance or through a, a private provider in the community, medical provider, to see if they actually meet the criteria for an autism diagnosis. So just knowing that in the school environment, it would be just being eligible with autism-like characteristics versus actually having an autism diagnosis, which is done through an outside provider, a medical provider, a developmental pediatrician, a psychologist, or someone um, outside of the school environment. Um, so, you know, in parting words, parents, you know, there's no um, medical medical tests for autism. There are these behaviors, these things to consider that you uh, will be rating with checklists. There's observations, um, that are all conducted to see if a kiddo, uh, is potentially on the autism spectrum. Um, and, uh, there is, um, uh, Definitely some silver linings when it comes to autism. People with autism are definitely uh, seen as being very honest. They're rule followers. They can have a real depth of knowledge in certain areas, which can be great. They could be co- have a business using that. Those could be some great skills that they could use in their career and in job opportunities. So I always encourage parents, if your kid's got a perseveration, a thing that they're into, well, that thing could become you know, a business. It could become a job. It could be something that they could really um, use for, for benefit as they get older. So, you know, think about that. Don't discount that. Um, and those who have autism are often really great with attention to detail. They often have great long-term memory um, and they're just really great at seeing things differently. And sometimes you need that kind of a brain on your team. So, um, you know, autism spectrum disorder is, you um, Just one uh, area that can impact our kiddos. If you have more questions, feel free to reach out to us. Feel free to, again, reach out to your uh, pediatrician, a medical provider, or your school, um, and see if your kid's just quirky or just autistic. So again, this is Crystal Sanford of Sanford Autism Consulting, but then also your host of Thriving Special Families. I hope this information has been beneficial for you parents. And again, reach out to us if you have more questions. Lastly, always know that parents, you're going to be okay and your child is going to be okay too. Have a great one.